This is Marquis Devereaux, Verbal Assault Livestream. We are a political podcast that uh, hits from left, right, and center. What we do is we have both sides of the equation. We have people from the left, people from the right. They debate an issue. And basically what we do is we try to find common ground. I have a whole host of characters joining us today. I would like to welcome back Ms. Cherokee Black as my camera moves on me. Sorry about that, guys. She is an international model. I have uh, Sam Schwartz. He identifies as a socialist. I have Mr. Kirk Adair, author and historian. Nyurka Encarnacion, who is an uh, Afro-Caribbean activist and researcher. Mr. Nick Morganelli, who is a TV personality and weather forecaster. Bob, the anonymous conservative, don't ask him why he's wearing the paper bag, and Mr. Samuel Kachir, my co-host. Sam, I got a question for you. Yeah, ma'am. Do so you know anything about this um, attack on the protester that happened in Albany, New York? Do you know anything about that? In Albany, no, but there was one in Buffalo. In Buffalo. Are you talking, Buffalo. About, the old, are you talking about the old man? I sure am. Thank he's you for correcting old. me. <laughs> well, well, you know, he's, he's the older, the older guy, older guy. Exactly. Um, basically, we've observed that he was pushed by police. His head hit the ground and he was bleeding from the back of the head. Right. Sam, what's your take on this? Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't particularly like it. I don't know all the facts about it, uh, as probably none of us do. But um, but I still think that just looking at the man, knowing that he was of an older generation, then, uh, then maybe that much force should not have been used. Maybe. His head hits the ground and it's bleeding from the back. Maybe that much force should not have been used. Right. Um, your, your president and not my president got into the mix and he said, I think this man was a uh, 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 representative of Antifa. What does Antifa have to do with a man's head hitting the ground? Well, uh, uh, mm -hmm. can uh, take it. Narifa, Narifa, yeah. Well, um, from what I research, um, Antifa is a um, is a group whose goal is abolition of the ICE police and the U.S. government. And their philosophy is that they'll do anything necessary to reach their goal, including violence. Um, I researched this man, and he actually appears in many other um, protests. Absolutely. And, and he has uh, impersonated many different characters in these protests, as well as what happened in Buffalo was that he appeared as if he was using a scanner, and that scanner is used to take information. So when before he was pushed, that he he um, he came in front, not in front, but he came close to one of the police officers. He reached out his hand, and he was really close, 
like almost touching the police officer. So the police officer behind him was the one that came over and pushed him because of what he thought it was a scanner. Now, whether it was a scanner or not, I'm not clear, but there is a lot, um, <clears throat> there, there, there is um, a lot of questions about this man. Because also they showed how when he was going inside the ambulance, apparently he was really hurt, but he was on the phone talking and he looked like he was okay. You know, okay, so Sam says maybe he shouldn't have been pushed that hard. Nyerka says, apparently, but I saw blood on the sidewalk. Um, whether the man was from Antifa or Black Lives Matter or whether he was from, uh, I don't know, Hezbollah, does he deserve to have his head cracked on the ground? Uh, Kirk Adair, I'd love for you to pick, pick up on this. Um, you're a mature gentleman. Can you imagine something like this happening to yourself? Well, I wouldn't, um, uh, first of all, I wouldn't have approached the police that way. That's number one. Number two, the guy has a record as a professional protester. All right. Um, he's also um, exactly what uh, Nurika was sharing earlier. Uh, he has a record. Uh, he has a record for being confrontational with police at various uh, uh, protests that he's been involved in. Okay, no, he didn't deserve to hit his head on the ground, but two cops should have simply escorted him to the side. And yes, it did look like he was using a scanner, and he was fine in the back of the ambulance, and he was on the phone to the people that were paying him because he's a paid protester. Okay. So, so I'm hearing um, maybe apparently that they should have escorted him to the side. Okay, so he is a paid protester. He is someone supposedly, apparently, maybe. Um, these are a lot of accusations, and I'm still trying to get an understanding of the head hitting the ground, blood on the sidewalk. Um, was you know Bob the anonymous conservative? Is this is this all an act? What what are you thinking about all this? Oh, I don't think any any of it is an act. Um, I, I guess the thing I'm really concerned about is, you know, the, the the people that get involved in, you know, the violence aspect of protests. That's the problem. I people have a right to protest. I don't care what side of the you know position or issue you're on. You have a right to protest. It's when it gets violent, that's when everyone needs to step back and, and kind of evaluate things. And unfortunately, emotions run high and, mm. and things happen and all that. And, you know, that's where we see the tragedies in life. Yes. Marquis, Marquis, so when you're hearing about violence, first of all, don't you delineate between rioting and protesting? They're two different things. They are, correct? So, so, so if you're having a peaceful protest, what is your feeling about having bricks mysteriously appear at a protest? It's a diversion. It's a what? It's a diversion. It's to cause, um, it's to take away, it's a distraction. You would call it a distraction. Could you also say it's, 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 it's an implant designed to, to, to steer the protest into that direction? To yes. create an outcome. Yes, of yeah. course. Create an outcome. Very good. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that's a purpose. Yep. 
So where do, where do we think that these bricks have come from? They came from the Acme Brick Company. <laughs> okay. Which is owned by um, uh, the Berkshire Hathaway Corporation. Acme Bricks. Um, this is not a joke? This is not a joke. Oh, you know, oh. It's, I was you know, the Wile E. Coyote. Warren Buffett Brick, and Robert Pritzker. It's the Merriman Group uh, out of Chicago that own uh, Acme Brick, and they're dropped all over the country ahead of time. Wow. wow. In non-construction sites, I might add. In non-construction sites. And the trouble was that the police and, and the fire department didn't tag them soon enough because if they're sitting on the street and it's not a construction site, that's a fine. That's right. number one. And it's causing a, a public hazard. That's number two. So they should have been tagged twice. So Kirk, how do you figure, so, how do you figure that Acme owns this? Were these bricks numbered or, or, or do they have stamps on them? How do we know that these bricks are, are from Acme? They're because of the deliveries. What do you mean? Explain. The companies, the Acme brick delivered to very specific sites all over the country. They're owned by their, their parent company is Berkshire Hathaway. Yeah, yeah, but what I'm saying is, how do we know? I mean, these bricks, were they numbered? Were they, were they uh, wrapped with Acme logos? Like, how do we know that this came from Acme? Because they were identified by their drop sites and they were identified by their deliveries. And invoices, right? They were invoices to track it, right? Yeah. That's what I was yeah. going to say. Yeah. There's yeah. a paper trail. So the invoices were left there in the site with the bricks. I mean, I, I'm, I'm losing y'all. The invoices were um, left there with the bricks? I mean, how do we You guys can't see the forest from the trees here. You're getting into the nitty gritty. You don't understand what Antifa stands for. It's anti-fascist. So if you're, fa if you, if you, uh, if you're saying you're against uh, anti-fascist, what are you saying? They're, uh, uh, this organization, uh, Antifa, was started in, in uh, I think in Oregon, in Portland, Oregon, in, uh, uh, in 2007. It's against uh, white supremacy. It's against Nazism. It's against, it's against nationalism, it's against the Klan. It's not one single organization, uh, but it's, a, it's, it has a, it's composed of many different groups. They don't have uh, any, any uh, base, is what I'm saying. And they're in other countries. Uh, yeah, they don't have a method, they, they don't have a philosophy, they don't have a, a, a principle they that they act on, uh, that is general principle, and they, uh, uh, and, th and therefore, they don't have any permanent goals. To say that they have permanent goals, I never heard their permanent goals. Trump has designated Antifa as a, uh, as not a discreet or uh, as, as a terror organization, but they're right. not discreet. Or, uh, like or the right the they're not centralized organization. So it's unclear how the government could give, its desig give it this designation since they don't wear uniforms and they don't carry signs and I look for you. Don't carry signs identifying them. Okay, one second. One second. So this this is a diversion, as Cherokee said, uh, by the right to create to create confusion uh, and to delegitimize de the just you know Black Lives Matter and the justified protests of the masses in the streets uh, who are protesting police violence and okay, not and not only police violence. Let but me step black, in for a second, Sam. But, uh, black, but black people. But protesting against the state 
estate capitalism. They're they protesting state 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 capitalism. Okay, so that's what that's what this is. Sam, where did you get that information from? And they're trying. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Don't mind me. Just the host of the show here. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, that's okay because everyone needs to understand um, and get some clarity. You know, Nick Morganelli, I'd, I'd like to ask you, he made an accusation that uh, the right is basically slandering Antifa. I, I'd like to ask you, what is the president's role during the protests? What is his role? Well, I, I mean, so I, I want to I start with just the, the, anti, the terrorist. What, what defines a terrorist organization? If, if, in my view, a terrorist organization would, it would be a group that has violent um actions against society right and and not only just regular violence this is you know uh incredible violence you know i think this is this is definitely homegrown terror whoever's now and they say oh antifa is not organized if it's antifa that's doing all this violence you've got organized fires in cities under siege and and shameful because a lot of these fires and this stuff is happening in black communities which is hurting the black communities which is not what we want to do right now. I mean, we want to support the black people and what they want to stand for. Um, in addition but, to the uh, the organization, you know, the organiz organizing of the bricks being dropped off, they're also organizing the uh, bottles filled with kerosene or gasoline, the Molotov cocktails. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, I mean, and, and somebody somebody bought these bricks, right? If 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 what uh, Kirk said was true, that that there's an invoice somewhere. I mean, somebody called this company, had bricks delivered to certain places. Like we need a, we need a pallet of bricks on the, this address and they deliver the bricks and it may not be, the company may not even realize that they're, that they're doing this, uh, supporting violence. If, if that's what's happening, the president's role, the president should, um, you know, he works with obviously, uh, uh, Intel. Okay. And they're seeing this, these, pro, these, they see the protests and then they see the violence and they're defining the, the violence as terror. I mean, this is homegrown terror. So he says it's Antifa. I mean, he's probably being uh, told by, you know, this is Antifa, this is this group. And so he's saying Antifa is, you know, terrorists and uh, we're, we're defining it as a terrorist group. Um, they may have good aspirations. They, they want, there's a lot of things they do that are good. There's a lot of things that they do that, um, against what what America stands for: capitalism, it, freedom, free enterprise, entrepreneurship. I mean, and racism. They behind racism Wall Street and exploitation and capitalism and and terrorism. What do you think we're doing in Iraq? What do you think we've done in Afghanistan? Yeah, and what, I'm not saying that's not, not terrorism. That, Come on, yeah, I'm not saying that they're wrong in in all it, the you things know what? That they're doing. I'm just saying that. With the violence, if they're behind the violence, the president should stand up and say, "We're against violence," and he did say that. I'm a law and order president. Uh, we we want that means America he's that means he's for violence. Under that means he's for anything. violence. Understand okay. what you're saying. He's, okay. uh, the, the state Sam, is, the, is basically the police. The police are into are into force the rule of the minority class, which is Trump's class. The, he's a billionaire. Anyone, any one of us here have a billion dollars? He represents billionaires and the ruling class of society. This is not a hidden thing. This is right out in the open. Okay. Okay. Uh, so this. I, I, 
I want to jump in here for a second. So, his, you know, so the focus, wait, just let me say one second. The focus is on some insignificant bricks and some insignificant details, which he's trying to, no, he's trying, this is what he's trying to do, is distract, distracting away the attention and confusing people. Yes, now, this, that's their ploy. This is their ruling class's ploy. You know what, you know what, Marquis, just ahead, give me Sam. a second. Let me, yeah. let me just address Sam for a moment. Sam, when you talk about distraction and you talk about, um, uh, this is all under President Trump. He's, he wants to distract from whatever. Uh, let me tell you, I don't think it's much of a distraction. I think it's more hurtful when someone picks up the brick and hurts someone. When someone picks up the brick and, and smashes another window. Those windows typically, aside from the big names- How about smashing like, people in the head? That's right, how about that? How about that? the police? How about the small business as a black poor guy up in up in uh, the small the black owned business on the ground? Everybody, 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 if you're George, all talking at once, the audience can Hello, stop, stop. If the right. if everyone's talking at once, the audience cannot hear you. I <laughs> yeah. need you to respectfully let a person yeah. finish and keep your replies to one minute, please. Sam, yeah. please continue. Thank you. Um, so, uh, I would like to finish by saying that. Uh, People getting hurt, I don't look at it as a distraction. I look at that as a problem, yeah? yeah? People getting killed, that's a bigger problem, right. yeah? So if you think that Trump particularly put Acme bricks on the street as a distraction and then let the people pick up the bricks and hurt someone or breaking down small business, black business-owned businesses, I think that's not a distraction. Who, I think that's a problem. Who, who hit people with a brick? I'd like to know. Tell me that. I just want to know. Who hit, people with bullet? Bullet? Who hit people with a bullet, Sam? The police. The police. The police. Let's, let's go back for a second. Let's go back. The subject today is the attack on Antifa. Yeah. We, 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 we have branded Antifa as a terrorist organization, even though they're against the very things that we call terror. Right. We, we have branded Black Lives Matter as an organization that condones violence, even though they're speaking on behalf of those who are being attacked. We've done the same thing with the Black Panther and we've done the same thing with many groups. Um, Black Lives Matter, um, on what levels should they be taking blame? Um, Bob, the anonymous conservative, I'd like you to go ahead and take that one. Well, um, speaking of Black Lives Matter directly, I, if I recall, uh, there were a couple of phrases they were chanting when they were marching during one of their protests. Now this was, um, not this year, but um, let me reflect my memory here. Pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. And um, there was another phrase that they were using in one of their uh, protest chants. What do we want? Dead cops. When do we want it? Now. Now. So I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna in, I'm gonna interject here. Um, there's a song out called "Fuck the Police." a uh, very popular rap song from the 90s. Uh, do we put those guys in jail? Do we accuse them of inciting violence? Kirk Adair, what's your thought on that? It is inciting violence. And as far as Antifa goes, it's funded by George Soros. That's number one. <laughs> number two, yeah, keep laughing. It's funded by George Soros, all right? And I don't buy conspiracy theories, pal. That's yeah, yeah, well, it's, 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 it's a fact. All right. It's a fact. 
they dress in black, they wear masks, they behave as exactly what they're supposed to be opposed to. They behave as fascists. They act as agent provocateurs. They are the ones that start the violence while people are having peaceful protests. So let so then let's ask let's ask this question. Who is funding Black Lives Matter? Who is funding the Black Panthers? Well, we don't I don't know who is funding the Black Panthers because you drew that in. Black Lives okay. Matter gets a lot of money from the Clinton Foundation. They get a lot of money from George Soros. Soros is nobody's friend here. Soros, you know, Soros is Soros is You're the only one that mentioned as George hard Soros. As possible to have martial law in this country. And he's doing it under the guise of protesting the 1% of protesting. You're the saying who would like martial law? And he's funding it. He has who, been funding it. You you're saying that George Soros would like martial law? Absolutely. It plays Soros wants to destabilize the United States. Absolutely. He's That's a one world globalist. He is a globalist and anything that achieves that goal, left or right, is in his favor. And that is exactly what he's been funding. He is a front for all of that. He's a front for who is all of them? Who are them? He's a okay, front for a lot of the protest organizations that are pro-violence. And Antifa is pro-violence. They say they're anti-fascist, but they behave like fascists and they dress in black. And people should be aware of that because the brown shirts dressed in brown, the new color is black. That's what the SS wore. That is exactly what Hitler used as a terror tactic. So we are comparing Antifa to Hitler. Antifa actually goes back to around 1932. It's not a new organization. It's, it's just not new. It's been, it's been corrupted. Okay. So, so Cherokee Black, since you have a better understanding of what uh, Antifa's roots are, would you care to explain so that maybe uh, Sam Schwartz isn't the only one that has an understanding of what their intention is? Um, it's, 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 um, it, it's, it's a group that started in around 1932, um, in, uh, geez, I forgot, but it was an anti-fascist group. It, it resurfaced again in 1985 and, um, it's resurfaced. It always resurfaced when there's, um, an upheaval in some, in a nation regarding whatever it is, just to, to go to, to create chaos and confusion and keep the eye off the ball, basically. Absolutely. Okay, so, so aside from Sam Schwartz, everyone here feels that Antifa, uh, which is supposed to be an anti-fascist organization, condones violence. Yes. I yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. I, I would say, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say condones violence. I would say that they use violence as a tool. They use to it and get, they encourage to get, their, to get their job done. Okay. And that so, is just, that's wrong on so many levels. Why, you know, anyone who uses violence as a tool, they, 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 should, be, they should be a terrorist. Um, before I shift to, before like I shift. The, like the police. The police use violence. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. Listen, thank you, the, thank the you, police are there to serve and protect, and they do, they do that 99.99% of the time. Who do they serve? You're throwing around words. Who do they, they don't, serve they don't in serve reality? Who are they serving? They're serving the ruling class, which is, but which Trump belongs to, and he's trying to divert your attention. Good. And you, I would have to say, 
pushing Sam, away from the that. real problem. That's why the people, how many people in 14, over 1,400 cities, counties, rural areas are in the street protesting I against violence. Not like this president. Police, not, not Antifa. They're not, or George Soros. They're, they're protesting against police violence. I've been, look, I'm as old, I'm probably as old as Mr. The General, older than the gentleman that was knocked down on the street. I remember Fred Hampton, the same bullshit in the cover-up in Chicago, okay, of the, of the Panther Party. He was a true leader. The FBI was afraid of him. And they, because, why? Because he was starting to make, widen the scope of, of support. He was a brilliant leader. I, I'd, I'd, like to bring, I'd like to bring some attention Clark, to the panel. And Mark Clark, and, and then they covered it up. Sam Schwartz, thank you. Give me one second, please. I'd like to bring something to the attention of the panel. Um, we're describing Antifa as a terrorist organization. Um, we're associating Black Lives Matter oftentimes with violence. Um, whether that's right or wrong, um, I'm going to let the audience decide on that. But I'm going to mention the fact that at the present time, we uh, have the military in cities, we're seeing video on social media of law enforcement officers and the military interacting with peaceful protesters and inciting violence. We're seeing it. So either we're against violence or we're pro-violence, but action is known to speak louder than words. Um, you know, I, I'm, Samuel, I'm going to let you ask a few questions here, but I don't understand why we're constantly branding people that take on their own power as violent. Samuel, see, go ahead. I, I, don't, I don't fully agree with you because what you're not mentioning is the flip side where there are, there are the police officers and the military that are interacting with the protesters and they're, they're in solidarity. They're taking knees together, they're, they're hugging each other. I saw a video recently- They're marching with them, yes. Yes, I saw That's a video recently where, where, where one guy, just some random guy who was walking around with, um, I don't know what this thing is, but it's, a, it's like a massive water gun, like a pump water gun. I saw it too. Yeah, and then he would just like slide it on the ground up to the military. Anyone dressed in military uniform, they would pick it up, and all of a sudden they're having a water bomb fight, right? It was all in good fun. They're rolling around so, on the ground. So you're, you're asking me. So you're asking me to. Um, you're asking me to put some focus on this, but I watched a video in D.C. where uh, a helicopter was flown low. I saw rubber bullets and tear gas and people in panic in the District of Columbia, which is not a state. Therefore, it does not have a governor, which means that the federal government takes precedence. This was my observation. So when we talk about violence, this is what people are seeing. DC is in disarray. DC has a mayor who is definitely partisan. She's put on the street, Black Lives Matter. So that means white lives don't matter? Does oh, that mean, does that mean children don't matter? Does Just that cut mean, that. 
let's let, let's let, let, let's back let's back that up for a second. Is there anyone that has a problem with the term Black Lives Matter? I don't have a I don't have a problem with the term, but what I want to bring up, and you can look this up, please look it up because we need to understand what we're talking about. There is a former Black Lives Matter in Ferg Ferguson organizer. His name is Chaziel Sun, and he exposes the Democrats and Antifa. And what he explains in his video is, is that Black Lives Matter was formed as a, um, to be outspoken, to, be, to bring awareness of, of, of police brutality in certain forms. And he explains how it has been infiltrated. And he clearly states and gives the name of George Soros group. So Black Lives Matter has been infiltrated. And this is why it becomes an issue that if, you know, if somebody else gets hurt and they say, oh, but all lives matter, they become violent, they become aggressive. And that was not even the point. The point was to bring awareness. To, to, um, to, right, to the, the different policing, right. Exactly. Right. So it's become something crazy in which people's minds are going all over the place, and it's actually violent. So it what is meant to be violent. Nyerka, so let me ask you, so what is crazy about saying all uh, Black Lives Matter? Well, because at this point, it's not only Black people who are being, um, who, 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 who are being hurt. Other people are being hurt, and those people hurt as well. So, so what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is that when, let's say, for example, my friend is hurt and she's a white woman, she's hurting for me. I, 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 she hurts for me, right? If I say her life matter as well, somebody comes aggressively towards me, oh, it's only black lives matter. And that's not even the point. Because at the end of the day, all lives matter. Black Lives Matter's point was to bring awareness of police violence. Against okay? black people. Against we, black people. Yes. But I don't know if my that other races do not matter. I'm sorry. I'm here let, let me let me rephrase the question. I don't know about the, that. the question that I asked was, does anyone have a problem with Black Lives Matter? And we're saying but all lives matter. The, the question maybe that I should ask is why do black lives matter less? How's that? Mark, let me, let me, uh, let me. Let me all Mark lives, and Emily, go ahead and take this. If all lives mattered, we would not need a phrase black lives matter. That's the whole point. There's a different policing that's being done in this country where black men, women, and children are dying before getting a fair trial or whatever, and white people can blow up churches and get to the court and go that's to jail. Correct. That's the point. That's, that's correct. Point. Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. So everyone agrees that 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 there is an issue with policing in this, or does everyone agree? Nick Morganelli, I'd like you to go ahead and take that. I, well, I mean, looking if you look at the statistics. Uh, over the last several years, it's it's something like 93% of uh, deaths from blacks uh, of blacks have been at the hands of another black person. It, to me, oh, here we go. so so that's that's one thing. And also the the, the police, um, 
it's something like the statistic I saw was 375 million calls or, or interactions with people, okay, in the last year. Every year, it's about 375 million interactions, police with people. Could be a car accident, could be a, a robbery, whatever. Um, only, only nine black people have died at the hands of a police officer. Hold on, hold on. Many people talking. One second, please. And then you can comment. Okay, so so from what I saw, it was like nine, and then out of those nine, uh, there were even less that were unarmed. It was only like three or five or something like that. So my my point is, um, I think Black Lives Matter, the organization, would have a lot more um, positive impact on the black community if they really focused on the inner cities, number one, and on, com and on conversations between police and the black community to get them to come together. Because I really think there's a great disrespect for the men and women in blue that, that serve, to serve and protect and to keep people safe, whether it's a car accident or a fire or, or unfortunately having to march down the street to make sure the peaceful protesters get their freedom of speech right, the right to freedom of speech, and, and are able to do what they have to do without someone throwing a brick through a window. Okay, so um, or a guy approaching or a guy approaching that group inappropriately, getting right into the march, going right up to a guy with a scanner, and then possibly embellishing his fall to the ground. That that older gentleman, gentleman. So Nick, before a, you finish, disrespect for police in general, and I think we just need to respect each other. That that needs to start happening, and I think Nick, Black Lives I, Matter as a group can really be instrumental in in a great mutual respect among people. I really Nick, do you, do you have the figure? Do you have the figure of white on white crime? What's that? White on white on do white crime? Do do you have the figure of white on white crime? <laughs> I, I did. I can't recall it right now. Okay. Does any does anyone before I acquiesce to Sam? Does anyone on this it's panel have high. a figure of white on white crime? Why is, is there it? silence on the panel? What is it? Well, I believe that white on white crime was a lot higher. I also heard the figures, but I can't remember it. So yeah, it was I, a don't, lot higher. I don't. I so, don't have so, the figures, but I did see a documentary on um, pedophiles, and they were all white. So why is it that we have the figures, the, the supposed figures for black on black crime, but we don't have the figures for white on white crime? Because it seems to be more of a topic. Yeah, it's, but, it's but just I'll, something I looked up because someone, yeah. It, okay. I would like to add to what Nick was saying as well. Nick, when you were saying about um, yes. Black Lives Matter can be instrumental, I, I really agree with you. Exactly. Um, and and, and one, of, one thing that I do, I do want to mention about Black Lives Matter is, is uh, actually it's a question for the panel like it seems to me that their focus is only and solely on uh police brutality police um you know doing the wrong thing unarmed black men you know killing them whatever so if that be the case my question is um what about black on black crime like for example the old the uh, retired police officer that was killed where was Black Lives Matter for this instance? This is one the problem. They, they, the thing is, is that um, when it first started, it was a very well organized group. And it was to come to a purpose to try to bring a solution for this. But it has been defeated by the violence. And the thing is that something could start with Black Lives Matter and it could expand 
to a better, you know, to a better understanding. But how can it come to a better understanding when it's going into violence? And what this guy explains is that it, it's been infiltrated. It is no longer the, the original organization. I, I'd like to read a figure, if I may. Um, Minneapolis police use force against black people at seven times the rate of whites. That, uh, that, that comes from the New York Times. Um, my director sends me a message. Since 2015, the Minneapolis police have documented using force about 11,500 times for at least 6,650 acts of force. The subject of that force was black. By, the compa by comparison, the police force have used force about 2,750 times against white people. So, yeah, but you can't look at one city, can you, Marcus? You know, we're not looking at one city. Um, but that what we are looking example. at is we're looking at a planet full of people who seem to be in agreement. They're protesting in Korea. They're protesting in Germany. They are protesting, exactly. as a matter of fact, in the uh, jails. There is a hunger strike going on with the people <laughs> that are supposedly being deported uh, here in the United States. So if this is a global movement, explain to me what, explain to me what I'm missing. Um, Bob, the anonymous conservative, what am I missing? Well, um, I want to add something about uh, the infiltration, I think, is very problematic in a lot of these groups. And I think, you know, if you look at the, the original mission of Black Lives Matter, uh, you know, the, the mission was very good. They don't, they don't condone violence, at least initially, but then it's morphed into something else. And I think you get a lot of bad actors in, in any organization. And that includes the police department. Yeah. It's bad apples that spoil the, uh, you know, the, the, the whole organization. So why are we blaming Black Lives Matter? Why are we blaming Antifa? Blaming them for what? Uh, we're, Antifa. we're blaming Antifa. The president has blamed Antifa for a gentleman getting his head cracked on the sidewalk. He's a professional protester. He gets he paid. said it was staged. The president originally said that that was staged. So, so the blood on the ground was staged. Mm -hmm. Am I to understand that? Yeah. Well, the video that I saw, yeah, he did have a, a kind of a, a white... A contusion? I cannot... It's like, it was like a white... Um, like a white bag. It was square. And that's where the red liquid came from. Wow. But the yeah, but the yeah, liquid was on the back head. of his head. The liquid yeah. the liquid was in the back of his head. You mean like so in the movie when they so, those couches that they really I'm not saying that I'm not saying that that's what it is. I'm just saying what I saw in the video. Yeah, that's a hard that's that that's a hard sell. Blood dripping from the back of his head as he as he hit the stoop. You see it. If you look at it a number of times, you will see that it bleed and not only that he becomes unconscious. He drops the phone and his hand, becomes, phone. his hand becomes limp. The guy was pushed. There was, to be fair, there was a cop who tried to intervene and help the guy, but he was pushed away by other cops right. there. So it, he, and then he wound up in the hospital. He is, was, as, as far as I heard, with a brain, with a brain. The, he was in, he was not, uh, uh, I'm sorry, what's the, he, he was in serious condition. 
It was critical, but not near death. But that could affect, I'm a, I'm a healthcare provider. That could affect his brain later on. Well, I'm told that he has a brain injury this, now. Uh, head injuries are extremely dangerous, especially right. assuming that this gentleman is an older man and he's more frail than a younger person. You right. don't push people. That's the nature of the state, okay? That's what they do. They do it all over the world. It's called imperialism. They force themselves through, what do you want, to, policing actions, military actions, the army, the U.S. Marshals, the Secret Service, you, they're all police, the state and county and municipal police, they're, they're part of the police system. Oh, like okay, and we have, guys, we have five minutes remaining. We have five minutes remaining. Let me just switch over to Nick no, Morganelli yeah, right now. I, I just have to answer your question. But, but I've only got five minutes, sorry, sorry, Sam, I've only got five minutes left. I need to jump over to Nick. Nick, go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't know if you had a question. Uh, no, I just want to say that, you know, People have to do their job, and the police that day had to do their job, and they were trying to keep peace and order for the, for the people that wanted to exercise their freedom of speech and protest. So they're walking down the street, and I don't know all the details of why they were marching down that particular street or whatever, um, but maybe they were just there just because the mayor or the governor said, look, we need to keep our city safe. We're going to put these people there and make sure that not, if anything does go bad, we're going to have it covered because we don't want our city burning down. That gentleman first of all, interrupted what they were there to do. They were there to walk down the street and keep order. He stepped in front of them, stepped in, <laughs> he stepped in front of them, went right up to the police officer and was antagonistic against them. I mean, was it right to push him? No. A police officer just say, sir, step back or something like that. Maybe somebody did say that, but then at, at one point, a police officer just said, move aside, sir, and pushed. He didn't push with a lot of force, but he pushed the guy. And to me, it looks like he embellished his fall. If you really look at the video, I, I'm, I'm not so sure that the now, guy really yeah. fell on his own. I'm just saying it's okay. possible. It's possible. Oh. But he shouldn't I'm have stepped in front of the police now. officers. He should have respected their duty that day. I, I want to thank everyone for contributing to today's topic. Um, at the end of the day, the man still has a brain injury. Yeah. And I don't know what type of interaction with police, unless someone's life is in danger, would justify a brain injury. This is Verbal Assault Livestream, and I'm your host, Marky Devereaux. I want to um, thank you all for being here today. I do want to say, I do want to ask the audience, and I do want to say to the panel, ask yourselves, why are we having figures on black on black crime, but we don't have figures on white on white crime? Yeah. Is it because the numbers will be virtually the same, which will negate the argument? Food for thought. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, we look forward to having you on our program tomorrow, where we will discuss, um, is blackface next? Dem sporting pente cloth. Is it a fashion or is it a farce? Uh, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. If you're watching us, you're watching us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube. Um, we are listener supported. So we do hope that you contribute on one of the anchor platforms as well as Patreon and Twitch. Thank you. Uh, we are out. Perfect.
every day 